today's episode, we're covering a whole range of parenting topics from how to teach gratitude to how we find moments to carve out some quality time. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pape Fatsuki podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. Today we're doing something a little bit different. Our normal podcasts are planned out and have a very specific theme. But after we're done recording, we always end up continuing the conversation in a more free-flowing fashion, and we're jumping from topic to topic. So this episode is our first in a series we're calling Musings on Fatherhood. Jim's going to kick us right off talking about their Sunday night family dinner. So the family meeting on Sunday, we do, it's fairly structured. We sit down and you know, during the week, the, the girls will eat separately and, and uh, my wife and I will probably eat afterwards. But we all sit down, we eat together and the girls set the table. And then we start with compliments and appreciation where we go around the table and everybody says one nice thing about mm-hmm. somebody and then uh, some appreciation for thank you for doing that this week or you know something along those lines. And then we go through the schedule for the week, talk about what's going to happen. And then we have sort of a, an open time, any other family business we need to talk about. Sometimes there's some discipline things we need to talk about or mm-hmm. uh, maybe the girls have got some questions. And then we do allowance and then that's mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, you know, it's not formal, but it's structured and, and you're right, right, it's right, right. ritual and a certain rhythm to it that, that feels important. And, and, you know, it, it not something I did in my family growing up and I don't, I'm not sure that uh, my wife did in her family, but I'm pretty proud of it. It's pretty nice. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting. I, um, had purchased a Panda planner. So it's one of these things that sort of helps you get organized and you talk about like, what are you going to accomplish for the day? And you know, what went well in your day? And then at the week you plan out what you're doing for the week and what went well last week. And one of the things that is in there that you're supposed to do every day is what are you grateful for? Uh, Mm. And there was something else. And at least the, the guys who, the guy who founded this was like, there's a ton of research around, um, how important it is to recognize the things that you're grateful for because it makes you appreciate the things that you have. And I think that for most of us, we don't think about that stuff. Like maybe we think about it once a year for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, if you have that ritual of like going around the table, like what are you thankful for? But like that's all, you know, thankful for my health. Like that's, that's super broad and that means nothing, right? But to have that conversation on a weekly basis, I think reinforces the sort of daily things, right? You can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm happy for my health every single week, right? It, I think it it focuses you on the little things that you appreciate. And I think that that, I think that the study was like, it just makes you a happier person yeah. because gratitude. you're sort of, a, right? Yeah, it's gratitude and you're our glass is half full. Like I see all of these great things that are happening. There's a ton of other stuff that is beyond my control, you know, and maybe that makes me sad, but here are the things that make me feel good. And it's a way of recognizing that on a regular basis, you know, once a week. And I, I really like that. And I think that's something that we might try over here. You know, our, it's funny because our schedule is so funky. And I think you also go through these phases where I'm guessing that sometimes it's just three of you for dinner as mm-hmm. your wife is kind of crunching on work. And, you know, it's not unfortunate. It just is what it is for my wife, but her, there's a little bit less seasonality in what she does. So like for, for instance, right now um, it's pretty frequent that I'm like, you know, cleaning before dinner, I make the dinner, I clean that, I clean up and I put the kids to sleep because she's just working yeah. the whole time. And um, you know, tonight we basically, I did it all and she came to dinner at eight 30 when I was putting the kids to sleep. And so I told the oldest one, I'm like, look, you don't have to stick around for the bedtime story. Why don't you go spend some time with mom? 
you know, mm-hmm. color. So you have a little bit of alone time. Cause I mean, they saw each other for an hour in the morning and, and that was basically it. You know, my wife came back from work and she was working all through the night. And um, so I think also just, it's so important to have those moments to really focus and sit down. And I certainly grew up that way. It sounds like you probably grew up that way where like meals were always together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my house, I was, I was talking to some of my friends from high school cause they would come over and they're like, we know that whenever we go to your house for dinner, dinner's like an hour and a half, two hours. Like, it's just what it is because we just sit there and talk. And, uh, you know, it didn't matter. It was a weekday or a weekend. Like that was just, you know, it was like one hour and you'd have to work your homework around it and you'd still have to get dishes done. But that was family time and it was important. And it, it can be a struggle for us over here simply because of, of the schedule that my wife is on. Um, but it is important. And, and there are times when... You know, when it's just the three of us and I'm like, I really just want to, you know, turn on the TV and just like let them watch TV so I don't have to deal with it. And I always think like, well, at the same time, like here's an opportunity for me to just have a little bit of, you know, time with them. And I always, I always fight that urge and I always end up at the end of the meal going, well, that was the right move. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely the right move to just have those conversations and I learned something new about my kid and we talked about, you know, it forces you to kind of run the whole conversation because there's no other adult. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that family time is so important and I, I like, I really like what you guys have done. So I, I think we have to kind of figure out how to fit it into our, you know, our lifestyle as well. You make the good point that it is, it's dedicated time, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's priority time. We make it a priority. We, I think we've only skipped it once. And I think we just skipped it this week because my wife was really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it every single weekend. It's got a nice rhythm to it, you know, what to expect for the week. And then you were talking about the gratitude. There's the the gratitude and the compliments, compliments and appreciation. So I say something nice about you that fills mm-hmm. up your bucket, so to speak. And then I say thank you for something that fills up my bucket. It's an exercise in gratitude. And it's it's a practice. And I think hopefully we're teaching them that gratitude is should be a part of your life or can be a part of your life mm-hmm. and it just makes everybody feel better you know it's a it's a nice ritual yeah and you know we were talking i think a few weeks ago that survey came out that said it's not it's not the amount of time that you spend with the kids it's right. sort of how you spend that time with the kids right and so you know as parents we're all obviously stretched right now and so you know, really making, if nothing else, you know that you've got that dinner time mm-hmm. where you have that sort of one-on-one, con- it's not one-on-one, but you, you know, you have that sort of conversation with everybody and it allows you to sort of bond as a family. Yeah. They, you know, you might not be playing with them, but you're getting some sort of deep interaction with them. And that's, that's another thing that I'm trying to find a little more of because, you know, we're just so slammed with stuff is like just finding the time to just take a beat, slow things down and really engage with the kids beyond just sort of the, you know, quick, how was your day? Or like, what are you playing? And, you know, do you want to play a game? And just really having sort of, you know, those deep conversations where you're really learning about your kids and, and I think learning about how they're growing, right. Mm -hmm. The the kinds of conversations that you have and how they, how they morph over the years. And, and, you know, that conversation that you had with your daughter when she was five is going to be very different than when she's five and a half and six. And just to sort of the see the arc of what interests them and the kinds of things that they're talking about. I think that, you know, what you guys have done allows for that and allows to, to see that on a, on a very regular basis um, that I think probably a lot of people, uh, certainly I uh, am one that sort of miss out on and, and, and we have to just sort of make it a, um, 
a point of emphasis to, mm-hmm. to just, you either, you either commit. Yeah. You have to commit to it. And, and so it's kind of like, all right, everybody, you know, you, you have to commit. And even if it's all right, well, just take a 15 minute break, stop what you're doing for 15 minutes. I know you're busy, but just come and quickly wolf something down or just come and sit with us for 15 minutes and take your food back mm-hmm. and work, you know, but at least kind of just sit with us for 15 minutes. Cause yeah, like I said tonight, she just, you know, kind of blew past the whole thing and I get it right there are deadlines and she's not really in control of her schedule, but I'd like to be able to kind of figure out how to make that a regular thing. Well, you said even 15 minutes. I mean, the, there's another, I'm sure we'll talk about it another time, but that, that dedicated one-on-one time for, for, you know, we call it mommy daughter time or daddy daughter time, mm-hmm. even if it's just like 10 minutes, it's really astonishing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 10 minutes, just that one-on-one where the kid has 100% of your attention is really powerful. And, you know, to your point, that 15 minutes to join at the table, that's, that's got a lot of weight to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, when, when everyone was in school, I used to always, so while we could all, you know, drop your kids off in front of the school, I always used to park the car and walk the kids into school because I, I just, I treasured that time, right? It's the sort of 10 minute walk when, you know, there's, there's nothing quite going on yet. And you're talking about anything and, you know, no one's upset from the day yet because it's still morning time and everything. So I, I always, I have always walked the kids to school, you know, always parked and walked the kids to school because I, I just, I enjoy that time. And it's that unfettered one-on-one time to just kind of get a beat on how they're doing. And so that was earlier on when, when things were a little bit more normal, that was something that was a lot easier to just carve some time out and go, okay, you know, let what do you, you know, what did you do yesterday or those kinds of things? And um, obviously it's a little bit harder these days to kind of get in those, those little pieces, right. That can fit into your day. I think part of it is like, what does your schedule look like and how can you just fit that 10 minutes in with your existing schedule to find those little moments? And that was one that, you know, always was, was a special time for me to just be like, we're going to (laughs) walk, you know, there's, yes, there's a space right in front of the school, but I am going to park three blocks away so we can walk together. And, and I, I always enjoyed that. You're talking about moments of mindfulness, which are so precious. I mean, that's, I continually have to remind myself that this is, this is my life and this is what's happening now and to force myself to be present mm-hmm. with my daughters because they are growing so fast. And I've, I don't, I'm sure I've said this to you before, but my experience as a parent is just endless heartbreak where I just fall so in love with these little girls with my whole heart. And then the next day they're gone. You know, and the next mm-hmm. week, and there's another one. There's another little girl that I fall wholeheartedly in love with, but she's gone again. So those moments of mindfulness of just like this is what I'm doing right now. I'm right here, right now, in this moment, and it just it it alleviates a lot of my anxiety that I'm gonna grow. But where'd the time go? Or I, you know, I can't believe they grew up. So, and just remember that I've had those moments mm-hmm. where I was truly present and just really got to enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, it is. I think that is one thing as a parent that I never really appreciated was how fleeting these moments are, right? And how how quickly they grow and you don't recognize how quickly they're growing until it's over. And you're like, what, I, what, what just happened? Like, I don't, she doesn't do that thing anymore. Or, mm-hmm. you know, now she's onto this other thing. And, and it, it is true. You just you just, it, it's gone. And, and you know, I, even like sometimes, you know, the, my youngest, he's only four, but like, I, I can barely remember when he couldn't walk. And you know, what, one thing I always, here's, a, here's an example of something that I missed out on 
when he was learning to brush his teeth, so I was brushing his teeth, but when he was learning, when we were starting to do that, I would say spit. And we've talked about this in another, um, in another podcast, but I would say spit in a different language. And instead of spitting, he would say the word spit in a different language. <laughs> and I mean, this would go on. I mean, it went on for months. Like he couldn't, he just couldn't spit. He would say spit. And I'm like, I got to record it. And I never did. Yeah. And that's a moment that now I only have in my head. And I always, I always regret that. And the other moment that I always regretted was, you know, they have that funny run when they're about two when they're still learning to walk and they kind of have that, like they're just sort of teetering along. And I, I always wanted to record that and I never did. And, and, and cause you think, well, I have all the time in the world and you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't. And it, it's, it's amazing how, how quickly it just, you know, it's a new thing. And I, I mean, there's sadness, but then there's also some, it's not quite excitement, but there's some interest in like, Oh, look, look at how this person is, is turning into this other thing. Right. But it's sort of as, as quickly as you get used to that this new thing, they've now moved into this new new thing, right? And, and yeah, it's something that I I just never really realized. And and it, you know, it's it's funny because we talked to about having two kids and how the second time around things are different, right? Because you know what to expect. But even with knowing this, you still mm-hmm. you still miss things. You, you just you feel like it's going to last forever, and it it just doesn't. It. it it's so fast and yeah, so many missed things. Or uh, we've gotten in the practice of just breaking out the video camera just at random times. They're playing with blocks, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's reading a book and just taking it, just recording that moment, just what it is in a kind of everyday, day-to-day moment. The phrase that comes to mind is, um, and I heard it on NPR years ago, some poet described the the quick silvery racehorse passage of time. And I've really felt just that it's elusive and, mm-hmm. you know, slips away, but there's that kind of driving rhythm and it just, just goes. Yeah. You know, when the kids were younger, primarily the, my oldest daughter, there was an app that I used tiny beans. And, um, you know, at the time my, well, still my mother-in-law was abroad. And so it was a way of quickly, sh- you know, taking some photos and, her being able to see it. But what I thought was great about tiny beans is they send you a a notification every day to remind you to take a picture of your child. Uh And so I I remember talking to somebody, I was like, Oh yeah, I've got like, you know, I basically have 365 pictures of my daughter. Well, a minimum, because I take one every day. And this person was like, Oh, I have the same amount of pictures. But I'm like, but the difference is you Mm -hmm. probably have like 200 pictures on like her birthday. And then like a couple other pictures here, whereas I can sort of see the arc of how she changes over the course of this year. And you know, obviously as the kids have gotten older, we've kind of gotten away from that, but I, that was, it was so special at the time. And I still, you know, the, our daughter is seven now. And a lot of that was done between like zero and one and tiny bean still sends me, you know, like Google does like, you know, this is what you look like, you know, three years to four years ago. And of all the emails that I get, that's the one that I, I always look at that. I always linger and I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember that or or sometimes unfortunately, it's like, I, I don't remember anything about this, but I remember that shirt or that hat that was the favorite hat. And um, just that sort of notification that like, hey, don't forget to take a picture of your kid. And it doesn't need to be some like fancy picture, but it was just that moment in time. And I really enjoyed that. And that's one of those things too, when I tell, when I talk to expecting parents, I'm like, grab that app because it's free also. And, uh, or at least it was when I had it. And it's just, it's a way to remind you every day to take a picture of your kid. And I, I just thought it was so special. And unfortunately we just got, got out of the habit with the second one. 
But with the first one, I think we probably were consistent probably for the first three years. Um, mm. But so now when I get notifications like this is what was happening, it, it's none of the boy. Like, it's not in any of them. So that was not, a, you know, fail on my part. But um, yeah, I mean, talking about those those moments and, and, you know, just being grateful for those those little moments along the way. Have you seen the video montages or the video collages of somebody who who did take a picture to like age 16 and it just plays in like a minute and a half? <laughs> that hurts. I remember after, I think it was, I don't know, kindergarten, I did a video. So I had done a lot of volunteering stuff in the classroom. I can't remember if we were in the same class at that point, but I, I you know, put together like all of the field trips and then I... Uh, the teacher was like, oh yeah, if you want to come in for half a day and take pictures, which was cool. And if anybody ever has the opportunity to do that, I highly recommend it because seeing your child interact with yeah. other kids is very interesting to see, you know, which kids are friends with who. And to see it is very different than just hearing about it or seeing it on the playground. It's a completely different environment. Um, but so I, I took all these pictures and yeah, I think it was, it was maybe, I think it was first, it was going from kindergarten to first grade. And we found some sappy music and man, like everybody was bawling. It was just, it was just one year, right? It was just an academic school year and everybody was bawling. And I was like, oh, this, you know, and it's just. Was it kindergarten? I think it was kindergarten. I remember I, I looked at one of the parents and like, she just yeah. bawling. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was getting choked up. And, and when I look at it too, occasionally, I just, I get a little bit choked up. It's just, you know, like, yeah, that was such a special time and poof, it's gone. It's gone. Mm -hmm. You just forget about it. And and now all you have are the pictures. So yeah, I mean, you could never take too many pictures. Yeah, even talking to my friend earlier tonight, who's got the the two-year-old, and I heard him interacting with his daughter, and you know, she's two, and I could hear that interaction in the background, and my daughters are somewhere else in the house. And like that was very different. That's a it's mm. a three-year difference. All we'll have our videos. But you know what? At least at least we have iPhones. Yeah, really. Right? Like, where would we be without? And I know some people are like, well, you know, people make fun of the people that are filming everything, that they're not present. But, you know, it's it's a way to just kind of capture stuff. I mean, I I do have a ton of videos. And, and so now the problem is like, well, how do, you, yeah, how do you, what do you do with it? Like, I remember my cousin, he's like, you've got like, you got a terabyte of photos. So what do you do now? And so now I I make a photo album every year. So I order it in January for the prior year. And usually at the end of every month, I, you know, consolidate all the photos. And then that's what I will send to my parents' photo frame that I mentioned on, you know, the, how to deal with the, the grandparents podcast. And for me, it's just also a nice way to look back. Obviously, last year's was such an odd, was such an odd photo album, right? Like you can see right when COVID hits, like all of a sudden we go from being outside with no masks to like every photo has like got a mask in it, even if they're outside on the bikes and it's this, it's this huge dichotomy and, you know, there's no travel pictures anymore. It's basically just your family in every picture. There's no other kids. There's nobody else. In my case, it's, there's no grandparents. There's no, like my grandparents live five minutes away. They're not in any pictures. It's just the four of us, but you know, that'll, I mean, but that's part of the year, right? Like that is, it, it's funny. There, there, I, there is one picture where I remember when we were early days of the masks and I just, I kept forgetting my mask and then you'd have to come back in and get the mask. And I, I told my daughter, I'm like, man, we got to figure something out here. And so she took some pipe cleaner and some painter's tape and turned the pipe cleaner into a hook and taped it to the front door. And so to this day, yeah. all of our masks sit on the pipe cleaner hooks. And I, I, you know, never forget my mask going out the door, but like that photo to me encapsulates 
2020. Like, who would have thought that we would, right? We'd need something to hang our masks on and that it would be something that we would need to do every single day. But that is, you know, that, that's kind of the beauty of having these photos. It just, you know, you can see the arc of the year in a very clear way. And they're usually about, you know, a hundred some odd pages worth of photos. So it's, you know, maybe a hundred, 125 pictures, but it, it tells the story of what we've been up to over the year. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's, that's how I manage the, the memories and, and the photos. Yeah. I think we just have the avalanche. We just, we've got the big pit. Uh, I think my wife has mm-hmm. 150,000 photos or something ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I probably have 60,000. I don't even know what they're, anyhow, we got it. We got the raw material. <laughs> Right. Now you just need the time, right? <laughs> you have to wait till we retire and then uh, sort through it. Finally finish that baby book. Right. And then by the time we retire, like the medium will be completely different. Like we'll have to figure out how to transfer our JPEGs into like holograms, right? <laughs> we'll be like, okay, so now I got to convert like all my VHS tapes to DVDs. And now it's from DVD to, you know, digital. And yeah, but, but yes, you're right. At, at least, at least the raw material is there and, and somebody will be able to do something with it in the future. We hope you enjoyed this conversation about parenting. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash papaifatigue. That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.